ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of That's Entertaining. This one, however, is a special episode, a one-off, you could call it, a bonus podcast where we discuss The Witcher 3 in detail. Full plot spoilers, you have been warned. Seriously. Seriously. Like, even if you don't think you're going to play this game, don't listen to this unless you're absolutely certain you're not going to play this game. Unless you don't care about the story and you just want to play the game, then but that's you, fine. But you will care about the story if you play the game. Yeah, exactly. I'll warn you. Yeah. The the voice you have heard, ladies and gentlemen, joining me today is Mr. Jared Hahn. Welcome back, Jared. Hello again, Internet. So, the denizens, as you called them last yep. time, have spoken, and they don't like being called denizens, denizens. anymore. Oh, well. I'll have to remember <laughs> that. So, as I said, we're going to be just discussing nothing but spoiler territory for Witcher 3 in this episode. Um, if you have yet to play Witcher 3, I strongly encourage you to wait till you have completed Witcher 3. It took me 124 hours to complete. Uh, Jared, how long did it take you? Uh, 89 hours. So you're looking at a good solid 100 hours if you haven't played it yet. Yep. It's totally worth it, in our opinion, if you haven't done so. But starting when I say now, we'll be in spoiler territory. Three, two, one, now. Joker What's going on? Batgirl. Oh, Kron game. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it was an excellent game. Talk about production quality, right? Like, where'd this one come from? I know. So CD Projekt Red, the developer, right? This was their first attempt at an open world game. First attempt. And yeah. in my opinion, like, among the best, if not the best open world game I've played in years for sure. It's like they went through and took notes on what everybody did horribly and then corrected it in one game. I mean, one who, who knows how long it took him to make this game. Oh, yeah. Like, I guess since Witcher 2, right? Like, Witcher 2 was not a bad game, but it was a game on rails. Mm -hmm. It had a branching storyline, and that's about it. This is an amazing open-world game. Yeah, and as someone, in my in my case, who has never played a Witcher game until 3, I want to go back and play Witcher 2, at least. I have it on Xbox 360, I just haven't played it yet. So... It makes me want to go back and experience more of the lore in the world to understand who these characters are because I feel like I got a good sense of who the characters were, even though I didn't know any of their background. Mm -hmm. You kind of allude to you know some things. You could read some of the background that is available in the game. Yeah, there's a really strong uh, like journal. Uh, yeah, the character entry stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it'll show you if you're curious of who they are, how they interact with Geralt in the past. So let's just talk about first off, CD Projekt Red, right? Mm -hmm. Comparing them to other companies that make video games these days, in their case, or in when you bought the game, there was a thank you letter for mm -hmm. buying the game. Yep. First off, they had me from that point. Yeah. <laughs> they included the soundtrack as well, yep. which was like amazing because you all know about me. I love yep. video game soundtracks, yep. scores in general. So they included those things, but then they didn't stop there. They're still continuing to provide new DLC each week, 16 packs in total uh, for a free DLC, which other companies would charge five or six bucks yeah, for. Do, do you remember the horse armor DLC? Oh, yeah. For, uh, what was it, Oblivion? I think it was Oblivion. Oblivion, yeah. So, it's, you know, that that sort of started it all, right? Like, mm -hmm. Bethesda had horse armor that they sold for, like, two ninety nine or $5, or did absolutely nothing for you. Yeah, Just added cosmetic. Cosmetic purely. And these guys released 14 DLC different DLCs over the course of, what, the, like the last two weeks? They're not all released. Yet, yeah, they're still coming they're out there. as of but this recording. It's cosmetic, and it's missions, and it's everything else. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So you get alternate appearances, 
which you know is the kind of like the horse armor, just changes the skin, right? Then you get missions, yeah. which I don't know if you have you played all the missions yet. I played the... some of the DLC missions before I beat it. Yeah. Did you do the Fool's Gold one where I the so. the pigs? Yeah. Yep. That was a free. That was, that was a, fun. That was a good mission. Clutter. And I, when I first started that mission, right, I felt really bad when like you go up across these guys and they're they're roasting the hog. You don't think of anything of it. You think, okay, they're just roasting a hog. They offer me some meat. I, I declined it. Mm-hmm. And then this guy walks up. They're like, no, they're eating. And it was a person. I mean, it was yeah. it was literally a person. I'm like at that point, I was like, whoa, wait a second. I just took a weird turn, <laughs> but I love it. Um, and so then the guys like turn on you. You fight them, whatever. And then you help him figure out how to get these people back. That was a great story mission that was, you know, just bonus content. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't a story mission. It was a side quest. Yeah. And speaking of side quests, none of them felt really like a side quest. No. There were the treasure hunts, yeah, yeah and the question yeah. marks and things like that, but anything that showed up in your list as a side quest... Was fun. Yeah, and it made... It didn't feel like you were just, oh, go get me five hogs and come back. Yeah, it was a very interesting... Especially the Witcher contracts were a very oh, yeah. interesting mix of, like, Batman detective mode. Exactly. Mixed with, like, your traditional Arkham... Or not... Your traditional RPG right. experience. And it was just... You weren't fetching, you know, eight cloth for a farmer. You weren't getting a cow or, you know... You did get a goat at one point. Yeah, yeah That was a fun that mission. Was a story mission. That though. was fun, though. Yeah. Like, it was a bear and all this other stuff yep. happened. It was great. I... there There's... Like I said, it took me 124 hours to beat this game. Yep. We haven't even talked about Gwent yet. Gwent, yeah. So, and I know I, it clicked a little bit probably easier with me, I think, than it did you. We, we've discussed this. But I love Gwent. Like, I, I just, it, it clicked. You know, you got the three levels. You got the, the weather effects, the leader effects, the different cards. It was really fun. I would, I would buy that game if it had, like, a card, like, by yeah. itself. Like, that would be really fun to play. I wouldn't be surprised if that comes out sooner or later. You know, it's, I mean, like, free money at this point for them to do that. Yeah. And, the, you know, CD Projekt Red says, oh, you know what? You guys really like this. Here you go. Here's a deck of cards that have the Gwent deck. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, because probably there is maybe a couple hundred unique cards, mm-hmm. if that. Because, like, you can't all the leader cards and everything. Mm-hmm. So that would be pretty cool, I think. Or you could buy... I mean, just like a deck for the Nafgarian, uh, the monsters, the uh, all the other ones that are there. I can't remember all the factions. I only play it as the the Northern Empire usually. Yeah. Well, so here's the one thing about Gwent for me. Fun game. Didn't didn't not like it, but it did sort of break the feeling a little bit. You have this really gritty, realistic Witcher Three world, right? Where there's this war and torn country of Velen and. But at the same time, these guys are all sitting in taverns playing like Magic the Gathering. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't feel like a really gritty sort of game, right? It's it's just a modified Magic the Gathering. It's a modified collectible card game. And True. How, how would you disseminate a collectible card game over, you know, like, medieval Europe, you know? <laughs> like, it just doesn't work. Is there a, a guy printing these things in secret somewhere in a basement with limited number? I mean... It's I, true. You could start getting a little creative with this. But if you really think about it, it totally breaks the suspension. Well, you're, you're, you... Your disbelief, right? We don't know the origin of Gwent. Yeah. And we, we'll get into this with the story. You know, you know, there's some characters that can transcend space and time and dimensions. They could have gone to a different dimension <laughs> yeah, 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 where true. this was a book and they made a card game and brought it back for everybody to play. Yeah, yeah got a little bit there. <laughs> so let's let's go ahead and talk about some of the story elements. This story, I, it's been so long ago it feels like, but it begins with you and the older Witcher guy. can't remember his name. Oh, yeah. Um, I can't remember his name, but he he's a good character. 
Um, Jared will f- use the vast power of the internet and find out what his name was because we'll touch on him again later. I feel bad that we don't know his name. <laughs> I, I want to say... I, it's on the tip of my tongue. I know. I just can't remember. Old guy. Everybody else always called him the old, old guy. Uh, old father witcher. Yeah. But you start the game out with him. You, you're traveling, and you go across your first contract of a griffin, right? Hunting down that griffin. That was an amazing way to introduce you to the world of a witcher. Mm-hmm. To what they do. To the con- they're, they're not bounty hunters, really. They're professionals. I think these are what they call them. They're, they're, it's a job for a professional. Yeah, Vesemir. Vesemir, that's right. Yes, was so, the name. And he was a good character. Mm-hmm. I mean, he... I, I feel bad that I forgot his name, but he was important he to was the story. He was important, yes. So, but when you start the game out, and you're traveling with Vesemir, and you're doing that track down of the Griffin, and it just introduces you to the whole contract scenario. It uses your Witcher senses, how you use all your different maneuvers. And, and what a Witcher is in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it works really well, and it was kind of a tutorial, but at the same time, you didn't realize it was a tutorial. Yeah. I mean, it would, be, it would hop up and say, do this to do this, and you're like, okay, I need to know how to do that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't intrusive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's, that was my remembrance of it. So it starts out really well. The storytelling, the mechanics are demonstrated on a great extent. you got a nice little beginner area even that yeah. you have a kind of start in where things really aren't too dangerous and you can kind of handle things if you get in over your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, White Orchard, right? White Orchard. Yeah. yeah. And I think that whole area was probably the size of like one of the cities in Velen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the cities, the map in this game is immense. Yeah. We're not talking cities that are like three or four buildings together and the developers call it a city. It's like, okay, this is an actual city. It actually looks like it has things going on. Mm -hmm. And, oh no, that quest is on the other side of the city. It's going to take me like five minutes to get there because i got to run through the streets. You might want to quick travel from one signpost to another in the same city. Which is totally doable and I did it all the time. I know. Yeah, me too. But, yeah, the immense size of this game. I didn't even... So, in the 124 hours I've played... I kind of mainlined the story towards the end, and I kind of forgot about a lot of the question marks and treasure hunts that you could do Mm -hmm. in the third area you get to called Skellige. Um, So I didn't even see the entirety of Skellige. Mm -hmm. Same here. I did the same thing. Yeah, 124 hours and 86, or, you know, hours. 86 without Gwent. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Good point. Um, I spent... A great amount of time with this game, and I love this game. I didn't even see the whole thing. Yep. There's something that you described to me that kind of ties into another property um, with like a moon door or a, a, da- a guy that you find that was dead. Oh, yes. the um, uh, It matches Tyrion. Yes. So there's an island in Skellige where if you liberate this beat-up castle, you can go to this into the dungeon, and there's a... Um, I forget the specific reference in... Uh, uh, Game of Thrones, but there's a little halfling with a big cut across his face, which is you know Tyrion. they allude to the, is Tyrion, mm-hmm. and the the cell wall is just an open wall that falls to the cliffside. It's mm-hmm. the the sky cell, I believe, from uh, uh, blah, 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 whatever that place is called in uh, Game of Thrones. I read the books. I haven't uh, seen that. What's it? Yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but it's where the Airy Peak or something like that. Airy? The Airy had those. The sky cells were like, it was just an open, so if you wanted to, you could just jump and end it sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So it was really clever. Yeah. 
so, and you described that to me, and I still hadn't gotten to Skellige at that point, and I kept my eyes open for it. I never came across yeah, it. Yeah. Unless you go out searching all those question marks, you won't find it. Mm-hmm. And I did love, when you got to Skellige, there was this one, I don't remember if it was a, a storyline or a side quest, but there was this one guy who was looking for this whale. He was like, my oh, calculations yeah. are pointing me to this point. <laughs> that was hilarious. And I was like, we were talking to him. He's like, he's like, oh, hey, look. And the whale goes back. Yeah. He's like, what? It's like, uh, never, never mind. mind. Yeah. And then I was, I was on the water later, and the whale popped up again. I was like, that's so cool. Yep. It wasn't just like the cinematic for this one thing. There was a whale there. I jumped in the water to look for the whale, but that was deep water. I couldn't yeah. look for him. But it was really good. I mean, I haven't had that much fun in a game for a long time. There's definitely a lot of nods to a lot of other IPs throughout the whole game. And Witcher 2, there's the famous um, uh, Assassin's Creed riff that they had where there was a pile, very early on in the game in the city, you see this pile of hay and this dead figure in white robes that had clearly jumped from the wall but missed the pile of hay. <laughs> and, like, neck was snapped laying next to the... It was hilarious at the time because all the Assassin's Creed games were the next big thing. Right. But uh, they've always had a lot of fun with various... IPs, and they never get in trouble for it, which is nice. Well, I mean, if you don't go out and call out, like, Tyrion Lannister or, you know, uh, Ezio or something like that, eh, whatever, it's a person in a white cloak. Plus, I, half the people that play the game may never come across it anyway, right? I think, I think the best joke I've heard yet was from a webcomic called Nerf Now, and they, they joke that the plot for um, uh, Frozen could totally be solved by Geralt. They just hire a girl to go take care of uh, Elsa uh-huh. and uh, the, the the snowman guy, whatever, Olaf, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, you got to kill Olaf before you get to Elsa, and then you dispatch Elsa because you're a witcher, and you, you take out such, you know, possessed beings as they would be. I think we're all sort of secretly hoping now that the next DLC has something like that in the future. That would be pretty hilarious. An ice, an ice queen or something like that, or yeah. an ice wraith? Ice, ice wraith or queen called Elza or something that you have to dispatch. But, That'd be hilarious. Uh, it's a it's a perfect IP to just take this stuff and run with it. But we make it sound silly. It's really not. It's, it's not. It's a very serious game. It's great. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a very serious game. But at the same time, it doesn't take itself too seriously. There's there's points in this game. For instance, you'll come across a troll that you have the option to kill him first off or you can talk to him and help him make a banner because he thinks he's part of an army and so you can either draw a banner for him which looks like chicken scratch or you can have him draw it and then Geralt is surprised and the it's a masterpiece pretty much it looks really good and Geralt's like that's really good like the reaction on his face the way it was delivered the voice acting in this game Starts a little stilted, but then it like quickly eases into just familiarity. Like the the voice actors were clearly then getting into the role. Right. So I mean, you can definitely tell that they got more comfortable with it as they progressed in their scripts. But man, yeah. All right. They, technical stuff aside, let's talk about some storyline. Yes. They, I will say they do a great job of balancing serious and humor, which you have. I mean, look at look at your Avengers movies and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Everything serious has to have some sort of humorous side, otherwise. You leave the theater feeling like you got gut punched. Otherwise, you leave it like the Man of Steel movie? Kind of, yeah. Because, I mean, that was all just dark and serious. Dark, serious, serious brooding, yeah. So this game does a good job of adding in light moments to sort of keep things light. And, I mean, they'll get really, really dark and really, really sad, and then something funny will happen. You'll be like, okay, I'm good again. And Mm -hmm. you can continue playing. Otherwise, you almost want to put the game down for a while. Yeah. And so in this game, too, it has what I appreciate from, you know, like games like Mass Effect... Uh, or Bioware games in general that had the the branching options, right? This game, 
takes it to another level. In Bioware games, it was always, this is clearly the good choice, this is clearly the bad choice, one's highlighted in blue, one's red. This one, they're all just yellow, and whatever, you can't just, you have to make a choice. Yep. You can't just Sometimes that's always a bad choice. Yeah. And the outcome that happens, you don't realize what's going to happen from Mm -hmm. it. So, for instance, there's one branching thing that happens for for our experiences. Mm -hmm. We get to Velen. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the name of the, the crow's nest? Something like crow's that. Crow's nest, yep. Crow's nest. Where the baron's at? Yeah. So there's a character called the Bloody Baron. Mm-hmm. You go in there, and you help him try to find his wife and his child. Yep. Go through the the storyline with that, and you have a choice to help or uh, destroy this spirit in a tree. Yeah. So you you go to a place where you find out the crones are sort of keeping his wife. Uh, under the spell. And you have the option, the crones ask you to go take out this evil spirit. And when you get to the evil spirit, you can either save the evil spirit, and hence it offers save some children that the crones are also uh, uh, sort of keeping uh, to to eat, more or less, Mm -hmm. or sacrifice. Or you can do exactly what the crones ask and kill that spirit. They don't necessarily tell you it's an evil spirit, and I was actually tricked. I thought I was doing good. I ended up saving the spirit, only because to, he, said there was, he said he was going to save the kids. Yeah, I was going to save the kids. I was like, yeah, I want to save the kids. I don't want to save everybody. I'm the good guy, right? I'm the paladin. I want to do this thing. So I, you know, went through this ritual that, you know, was getting darker and darker by the moment. And I was thinking, I'm pretty sure I made a mistake about halfway through here. But I thought, eh, I'm not going to cheat the developers of this, you know? <laughs> like, they, they they fooled me. And uh, then this, this, this horse stands there with blood red eyes. And it's like, okay, now I'm going to you know, seek retribution on the crones and everybody who wouldn't pay homage to me. And I'm like, well, bugger. <laughs> I made <laughs> a bad decision. Yeah. What have I done? To quote Anakin. <laughs> Pretty much is, is what my reaction was. And come to find out, that was the bad decision. That led to the wife pretty much dying right away. That led to the Baron hanging himself. Mm-hmm. Whereas you had the exact opposite response. The wife was saved. The Baron took him... She was weak, but the Baron took him to a healer in a far-off land, and he yep. survived. And it was very much a happy ending. And I was just floored when we finally talked about that, because I was like, wow, I thought I was making the better decision. Right, and you you think that you are, too, because obviously, oh, save the kids. Yeah, I'm going to save the kids. Yeah. But mm, not really, yep. right? So it's really with this case, it was the lesser of two evils. And you really didn't know which was yeah. the lesser of two evils at that point. Mm-hmm. You just had to go with your instinct and say, well, I think this is the better outcome. Yep. We'll go with this one. The crones were definitely not good. No, like the, definitely At not. no point do you ever get the feeling the crones are good. Mm-mm. So with the crones, they are just a weird group of beings. Um <laughs> They come back to play again later on, mm-hmm. and I, I can't remember. It's like the second to last bo- battle. Yep, pretty as much. As you're preparing act to two, end of Act 2, yeah. end of early Act 3. So, but before we get there, a lot of the cool things that happen in this game, you, you play as Geralt for the most of it. Mm-hmm. But there's these little things where you're following Siri, you're trying to find out what happened, and it does this, instead of like telling you what happened... It shows you. Yeah, you get to experience it. And she's awesome. She is a really good. Yeah. She's I mean, a lot more fun than Geralt. <laughs> yeah, she is, really. Yeah. She doesn't have a lot of the powers and stuff that yeah. Geralt has, which, by the way, some of those powers can, as you would say, break yeah. the game. But um, she is just... She's got, what is it? She can... She can at the z- beginning, she can get behind forward. people. Yep. Yeah, she can dash through people. And then I think she's she can like do a group attack enemies. Yeah. Later on, she can she can just do all sorts of fun stuff. And she, her her sword play is like really fast, and she heals yep. a lot quicker than Geralt does too. Yep. 
Because, you know, Geralt, you can use potions and things like that. With with Ciri, you can't use any of that stuff. So we should say Ciri is the sort of adopted daughter of Geralt. She's the whole reason why this game takes place. She right. is a, a source character, which means she is sort of uh, innately magical. In, in the Witcher universe, galaxy, whatever you want to call it, setting, magic, being being a Witcher is something you choose to be. You're, you're, you have mutagens that are applied to you that make you more than human. It's sort of the same thing for sorceresses and spellcasters. Again, you undergo something that makes you have the ability to use magic. Mm-hmm. That's why people really don't like them, right? They're witches. You, you, you're not normal. You're not human. Which well, there's a big animosity towards anybody that's not, yeah. quote-unquote, normal. Yeah. Like any other species, because there's like dwarves or elves in the game. If you're not human, and if you have some sort of difference, you're outcast, you're burned. And Ciri's unique because she can use this without any special modifications. But she was raised by the witchers. Yeah. And that's why she has like a good swordplay ability, I think, mm-hmm. is because of that Witcher uh, raising training. Her. Yeah, yep. and the sorceresses were training her at the same time how to use the magical ability mm-hmm. via Triss. So she is the the plot driver. Yes. And the reason why you're looking for her is because there's this thing called the Wild Hunt, which mm-hmm. is really cool. There's like a ship in the sky and yep. stuff kind of coming Things in. Things freeze when they show up. Yeah, like yeah. everything just like freezes. The the breath you know turns mm-hmm. cold and everything. Really cool, um, menacing. Yeah, I mean, you and, fe- you feel the fear, so to speak. Yeah, because you got these big guys, right? They look like big elves. They are. They are. Is elves. that what they kind of? Yeah, but they're but they're big. Yeah, they're like Muscular. they're bigger than like seven foot tall. Yeah, probably. don't don't think uh, don't think of the skinny elves from Lord of the Rings. Right. Think of like orcs that are elves. Like, yeah, big, very and smart, very powerful, um, and they wear this armor that's really really cool looking. Like it's. It's menacing. Like it, it reminds me of like the first time I saw Darth Vader, honestly, for one of the characters. It's very Gears of Warish almost. In I can terms see that. Of how they look. Yeah, yeah. Um, it makes it less menacing when they don't have their masks on. Yeah. But you know, every time you're fighting them, they usually have their masks on. I think. Yeah. Uh, and they have these little. Um, of course, it can't just always be the guys. They got these yeah. little dogs uh, yep. that are with them too. I can't remember what they're called. I can't. Yeah. But they're like frost dogs or yeah. frost wild hunt or, dogs. Yeah, or, wild hunt hounds or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And so they're always around fa- uh, facing, looking for Siri. Mm-hmm. You face them along the way as Geralt because obviously you're on her tracks, they're on her tracks. But it's really cool just to see like the, the interplay of all these characters go mm-hmm. together. Um, and another thing that Siri can do is like she teleports. Mm-hmm. And so I think she alludes to it earlier in the game too is that she went to a different area, like a different world. Yeah. Like a parallel universe sort of thing. Yeah. So she could have brought went back. And <laughs> <laughs> trying to prove that. <laughs> so she's gone to these different worlds and there's a one point in the game where you're with one of these uh, wild hunt kind of mm-hmm. characters and you're transported into these different worlds. And there's really cool scenes. Um, I think there's like three vistas that you visit mm-hmm. during that point. Um, but really cool levels that yeah. are not on that world. So huge spoiler. You find out why the the Wild Hunt wants Siri because there's this. It's like the Great Winter, I think they call it. Or there, there's some sort of other world. Winter's en- coming. Winter's well. There's some sort <laughs> of other world entity that's more or less swallowing up other worlds mm-hmm. one by one. And the the elves of the the Wild Hunt, their world is slowly being devoured by this Great Winter. So the idea is they need somebody with the capability to travel to these worlds at will and who has lots of great power in order to help stop this winter. So that's why the Great Hunt is pursuing Siri. Um, and at the end of the game, surprise, surprise, 
there's a lot of decisions that happen concerning the great winner and things that that spark from there, right? Like depending on what you tell Siri or how you interact with Siri, because you are her father figure, she looks at you for a lot of this stuff. And a lot of the things you, you do with Siri in Act 2 is going to decide the end of the game. Which that was pretty powerful, honestly. Yeah. When Because at the end of the game, we'll just get there. At the end of the game, Siri, you find out that you think this other elf person is betraying you. Mm-hmm. But really, he's aiding Siri do what she wants to do, with, which is stop this thing from destroying mm-hmm. these other worlds. And throughout the game, there's choices that Siri can make where she's either going to be her father's daughter, be an empress, because mm-hmm. her father is the Nilfgaardian Emperor. king. Emperor. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So he wants her to take over the legacy because mm-hmm. he's getting old. He wants to retire. And he needs a being of unmatched power to yeah. decide to do it. Yeah. Exactly. And so... You, she has these choices in front of her. She just wants to be herself. She doesn't want to be controlled. She just wants to have. I mean, how old is she in this game, really? Oh, she's got to be like, like late twenties. Okay. Yeah. So like, she has the mentality that she's she's young. She doesn't want to be tied down to all this stuff, and so that's why she gravitates toward Geralt a lot. Mm-hmm. Is because he's the Witcher. He's a roamer. He's a Ronin. He's just he's not tied down. He doesn't have any. And that was who she knew growing up. Yeah. He trained Siri. You get the those sort of scenes at the very beginning of the game in the introduction mm-hmm. where you... That's why you know Siri. That's why it make, makes a difference. Yeah. And I got to say, as a, as, a, as a new father, like, whenever somebody throws the kid equation in there, it always gut punches me. Uh-huh. Like, in the television shows now, that stuff gut punches me. And, it, like, it really worked on me here. Like, I definitely... It was, like, throughout the entire game, I'm like, I got to find my daughter. I got to find what's going on mm-hmm. here. Like... And then I was protective of her once it finally came. But at the same time, it was also like, okay, she's kind of fun-loving and, you know, stuff like that. So I never really cared for her actual father, the emperor. Yeah. He was just like a, a jerk. I yeah. mean, I don't, know, I don't know if it's because he's got a rule and he can't yeah. be bothered to help find his daughter. But, I mean, if, you're, if your daughter or son is missing, you're not going to sit around and let somebody else do it. You're going to go find it. And he disowned her during – that's why she was with the Witchers is she was disowned for the entire beginning of her childhood. And then her father wants her help once he's finally taken over the rest of the world. I mean, come on. Yeah. It, it, it's bred into the game that you're not going to like him. He's not endearing at all. Yeah. So you look at that character and you look at Geralt, and obviously you're kind of rooting for Geralt and all this scenario. That last, that last mission where – She's about to go in like this beam, you know, to be transported to stop this this wild hunt, um, not wild hunt, but the the freezing. Mm-hmm. She has these flashbacks when she's out there, and mm-hmm. she thinks back to all these interactions that she had with Gerald. Yep. Um, there's a, so here's here's one thing that we may have changed too. When you have the options to do these little quests with her, I usually sided with her in all of them, but there was one that I didn't, mm-hmm. and it was the one where um, they wanted to go steal some horses. Mm-hmm. Did you steal the horses? Heck yeah, I stole the horses. <laughs> so I didn't. Yeah. That, that was the only one I didn't do. Um, and I was like, well, it's just a guy's horse. I mean, I, I offered to go buy them because I, I had 20,000 credits yeah. I was going to use anyway. I offered two, but eventually I just went ahead and stole them. Yeah. So I was like, I, I couldn't bring myself to steal it. And she was like, I understand. That's fine. Your values. And so she just want, wanted to be by herself. Mm-hmm. After that, what happened? Like, did she want to be by herself or was it just kind of like, okay, cool. We're having fun. Now we're going to go out and finish this thing. It was a whole mini mission, stealing horses. It was pretty fun, actually. Huh. You had to, like, sneak in while these guards were sleeping and you had to then steal the horses and there's a little cutscene where everybody rides away. I mean, it takes, like, five minutes. Yeah. But it was fun and she was very happy afterwards. I mean, I was fine with everybody until that point. And then... Like, when I say no, 
I get in a fist fight with one of the guys. Oh, wow. <laughs> get in a fist fight, so either you, you beat him or he beats you, and then you have this big old falling out, and the guys just have this argument, and they, he's there, he's like, get out of here, to have thing telling you to get out of the, the camp that they're in. And Siri just wants to go be by herself, and obviously, wow, another, another different... Yeah. yeah, another different... But I was just like, I, I didn't want to... As a father figure, I didn't want to... You know, steal horses. Yeah, but she's mischievous. That's it. She's got yeah. that. She's got that. Like the childhood hasn't quite left her eyes. Like she never had the chance to grow up properly. So she kind of has that mischievous side. Yeah. My favorite is when you're in Avalok's like library study and just like destroy it. Yeah. Yeah. And you find everybody in this game has an ulterior motive. Mm-hmm. And about for me, it was about 15 hours in. I thought I'd make all the right decisions in this game. I was going to play like my Paladin, my Paragon playthrough. Right. That's how I play these things. And I realized every time they made a good decision, it had a horrible consequence. So later on in the game, I'm just like, okay, forget you people. I'm going to do what makes the most sense. I'm going to do the most practical thing possible because I can't trust any of you mm-hmm. to make a good decision. So as the game proce- progresses, I'm like, okay, everybody in this game has an ulterior motive. So you finally get to Avalok's sort of study or house, and you find out that, yeah, he has his own ulterior motive. He knows what's going on. And Siri's with you, and that really makes her upset. Mm-hmm. So she's so you sort of you know kindly suggest that you know maybe we should take it out a little bit on Avalok, and you know, girl just <laughs> sort of slowly pushes a bottle off a table, and uh-huh. then Siri does the same thing, and the next thing you know, you're trashing half of his home, and everybody's laughing and having fun, mm-hmm. and Tris, who's with you, is like, I'm not going to get involved in, or yeah, Jennifer, who's with you, is like, I'm not going to get involved with this, is just sort of making this coy smile, and then as you leave, you saw that she put a little mustache. And, I didn't uh, notice that. Yeah, she's had that painting over her head. Uh-huh. As you leave, you'll see the painting has a little mustache scribbled on it that she added as I well. I didn't notice that. That's Because yeah. I saw the painting, and I noticed it there. And I was looking at it, and I was like, I didn't know what I... <laughs> All the little details in this game, man. That's like, awesome. It's amazing. And so that's another flashback that she has. Yeah. So at the end, you have the option. She's getting ready to step into this portal that's a vortex to the this winter that's consuming all. The, the end game, so to speak, right? You've defeated... The Great Hunt. You've defeated everybody else. Was that battle, by the way? Was amazing. So good. Yeah, like two different stages. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of beat the guy before the main boss, and then the main boss. So it it breaks it down before we get to this uh, transporting. Uh, The Crones battle, and then the Lieutenant battle, which I can't remember what the Lieutenant's name is. I had Siri or something like that. Yeah. So you can choose who you want to fight who. Mm -hmm. So I had Siri fight the the Crones, Crones. and then I had Geralt fight the Lieutenant. Yep. Which is what I did too. Because it made more sense to me because it's, she's better against fighting more people. Yeah, but I the think. Crones also wanted to eat her. Like, how much more personal does that get, right? Yeah, that's true. Like, I was like, okay, she's going to have to... I, I wanted to kick the most butt against the Crones because I hated the Crones. Oh, yeah, I hated them, too. They were horrible. So I wanted the most fun to have. Like, series just, she kicks butt. Yeah. Like, you really need to pick her up and do that. It was, it was a lot of fun. So, you know, you beat her, or you beat them, and... You beat two of them for sure. One always escapes. Yeah, one escapes and flies oh, away. Yeah. And she grabs the, the amulet from... Uh, that was... Vesemir. Vesemir's, yep. Because Vesemir dies yep. uh, in, in one of the battles when they try to defend against this attack on Kaer Morhen, the, the beginning of this kind of final yeah. battle. Which is like 80 hours in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so this happens, and then the lieutenant battle, which is really cool too. Like yep. I... It took me a little bit to figure out how I could beat this guy because mm-hmm. he was big, lumbering, but that kind of blocks was, everything. Yep. Yeah, and then you get to the point where you're f- trying to chase down to get to the leader of the army. Mm-hmm. You're fighting through all these other guys to get there. Kind of really cool seeing all these battles happening to the left and right. And you can just run through them, or you can take part in them, mm-hmm. whatever you want to do. And you got there to the end, and 
you're fighting against this guy who transports you to a different world to again. To different worlds, yeah. Yeah. And you're, like, fighting with these, like, moons and, like, two moons in the sky. And, I mean, it's it's a really epic battle sequence. Yeah, and the music and the, the whole battle, the capture, everything. You know, a lot of times when you, when you get to a boss battle, especially in an RPG game, they try to make it epic and they make it, like, a quick time event. Yeah. Didn't do that. Mass Effect Three. <laughs> it's true. It's horrible ending. Yeah. I mean, it, it gets to the point where it's just like, you know, you've or uh, uh, what was the game called? Uh, Deus Ex, right? Yeah. And the human revolution. Press your button. Okay. Yeah. Awesome guys. Thanks. Yeah. So it's this game actually great build up crescendo, yep. amazing ending, good climax. Now we get to the epilogue. We yep. get to figure out. All right, now Siri is in trouble here. Obviously, we got to go help her. This yeah, guy Siri, turned Siri on us. disappeared. Oh no, he turned on us. Exactly. Except he didn't. Exactly. He's been doing what she asked the entire time. Right. So she, this guy, you can you come to trust at that point because he's helped one. Well, yeah. Trust I was him. ready to murder him. I was too. I was. Siri was gone. I was like, I'm gonna go there and kick his butt. I know. I was about to like. I yeah. picked. He's like. He threw his sword down. And I was like, pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, pick it up. But then Siri comes out and talks and is like, this yeah. is what I want. This. And then you have this great discussion with Siri. And then where she, all the flashbacks come in. Where all the yep. flashbacks come into play. And then she decides, in in my playing, probably similar with yours, is that she it's her choice, she does what she does. You can say different words to her, like don't I go, believe in you, don't yeah. go, I love you, things like that. So I think I said like had a have a good time, kid. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Or you can like be that. silent or something like that. You can have all these yep. great options and which which will affect what happens, uh, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. So like I, I said, you know, don't go, you know. Whatever, but she went. Oh, you said don't go. I think I did. Wow. Okay. I, I, I think I said I trust you. Okay. Some, something to that effect. I can't remember exactly, but it was, it was kind of similar to like, you know, you mean the world to me. Don't go type situation. Yeah. So she went, and then the flashbacks happen, and then cut to was it months later? Oh yeah. You don't know what happens at that point. Yeah. And the I, game carries on for like ten minutes of cutscenes, yeah. and you still don't know what happened, and you're like, what's going on? So this <laughs> is the point where it comes to. There's three endings. I yep. I understand uh, that can come at this point. For me, we got the same. Ending. Yeah, we got the yeah. same ending, which has happens. Um, you talk to the emperor. She said, you know, tell her did she have any last word? She said she was sorry. This or that. Yeah. Did you tell him that she said that she was sorry? She couldn't say goodbye. Nope. <laughs> What'd you tell him? I was just like, shove off. Yeah. I didn't like the guy anyway. Yeah, I mean, so I told him, I tried to like, you know, I'm a peacemaker, right? I didn't try to console him at all. I, I was just like, <laughs> she had nothing to say. She died. How, how did he act towards you? Because he was still cold towards me when I told he him He told that. me he never wants to see me again. You know, the exact same thing. It's yeah. like, this jerk. I'm like, I'm trying to smooth things with you. We're, we were both experiencing, because I thought we lost her too mm-hmm. at that point. I'm like, because... Because it seems pretty obvious that she's dead at that point. Yeah. So... After that, you leave. You you meet this blacksmith who created this master the sword. Silver sword looked exactly like Sirius. And yep. you're like, okay. And you get to name it. Yeah. What did you name it? The swallow. The little the the Latin or whatever yeah. it was. The elfish. I named it swallow. Yeah, yeah, I did too. So, you get that. You walk into the, the place and you're like, okay, I think I think we got something going on and here. And the hooded figure is Siri. Yeah, she is, and she turns. She wants to be a witcher. That's how she's she's not living her life with her father. She's not dead. She wants to live it how she wants to choose. Exactly. Which, which is what I encouraged her to do all along, is yeah. make her own decisions, don't let other people which make decisions for you. Which that's what I did for, for you, too. Yeah. So, yeah, during the game, when she comes to decisions, she'll ask, what should I do? She'll always ask you. And you could, you're her dad. You could, yeah, you could say, do this or do that, and, like, you know what, it's your choice. Yeah. And so that's what she decided to do, was she wanted to be a witcher. 
He got her the sword. We could, what happened to her other sword? It was, uh, I think it was destroyed or tossed out in the main battle. Because I know she threw a sword at the crones. Nah, it was lost in the main After battle, that, I remember. The, yeah. the big climactic yeah. battle? Okay. Because I, I can't remember what happened to her sword. So you get to the point where she's there, you're in White Orchard, uh, White Orchard, yep. And title card goes, and they, they write off into the sunset as witchers. Yep. Other options are she dies. And I don't know exactly all, all the stuff that's with that. I haven't watched that ending yet. But yeah. she dies, or she becomes the Empress. Yep. Now, on one of the websites, it says that the Empress is the best ending, quote-unquote. Yeah, the best case scenario ending. I don't understand why that would be the best case scenario. Because it's sad. She literally cries on your shoulder about how she's right. leaving to join the Emperor. And then she has to do her duty because you, you taught her that she has to do her duty. Which, right. you can play the game that way. That could be, like, if that that's could your be deal, your ending. that's that your legitimately you happy want. ending. But, yeah. like, having a happy moment in a tavern because you managed she not only survived but came back and you know is your daughter and is now witching mm-hmm. that's pretty awesome yeah that and that ending it can't be understated that if it it had emotion in it yeah it it's what feeling. made her happy it's yeah. not what made you happy it's not what she felt she needed to do it's what made her happy yeah it's what she wants to do which is why i love that ending yeah and i i think that that's the best ending anyway i wouldn't Obviously, I don't want her to die, and I don't want her to be an empress just, you know, because that's not what she would want. Mm-hmm. So she gets to do what she wants in this particular ending. This game. Yeah. And then there's, so there's a whole bunch of branching endings there, too. Oh, the title cards. So the emperor can take over the, uh, not uh, Novigrad, which is the big city in contention, right? Mm-hmm. Or King Radovid can take over, or... The ruler of Skellige can be different between like three different people. Mm-hmm. Um, in mine, I didn't, I didn't take anyone's particular side during the the assassination of King Radovid. So it turned out that Radovid took over Novigrad. Then he went back and pushed uh, the, emperor the emperor out, and the emperor died as a result. Huh. And that was actually that's a really dark ending because he continues the witch purge. The, like, or the, uh, the crazy king. The crazy king continues killing all the witchers and everything else that he can find. Sources as witchers and, you know, the, the doppelgangers. All the best ending of that scenario probably would have been the spy to be there, the ruler. Dykstra or the emperor. What, so if, you, my, if you look at ending, the emperor ending, he, he actually takes over and then segregates it all back out and lets everybody rule themselves. That's the happiest you can get. So in my ending, the emperor did take over. Yeah. And then he got killed. Yeah. So did that, is that the same for, for what you experienced? Think, no, mine was oh, King Radovid. That's, that's right. Yeah, which okay. was probably the darkest. But at the same time, I didn't mind all that much. So I got the Emperor wins, but then he experienced a series of losses, and then that drove the people to like not fear him anymore, and then they killed him. Yeah. So the Emperor is dead, uh, and the series off with me. Yay. Um, or with you. Yeah. And, uh, and then the other, other title cards were the Bloody Baron. Obviously, he could yep. either... Kill himself because of his wife dying. Which or, is what happened to me. Yeah. Yep. Or he could go out and find a take her somewhere to for heal his her. wife, yeah. yeah. Which presumably he does. Yeah. What are the other title cards? Um, the, the ruler of Skellige. Which for me, that was the girl. I can't yep. remember what her name the was. The girl was in the one with common sense. Yeah, the other ones were all Russian and, you know. Lo- Good warriors, but bad yeah. statesmen. Yeah. And I think that when she demonstrated, like, the, the mission that you had with her to find out what happened with the, the bears rather than having going with her brother and just going to kill everybody 
Yeah, I mean, that demonstrated that she was a, a better choice at that point. Um, what else was there? Leader of the Isles of Skellige. I think those are the two big ones, right? The Baron and the Skellige. Yeah, and then you got what happens to Geralt, you know, after, yeah. afterwards. If he stays with uh, Triss. Which is what you did, presumably. Which is right? what I did. Yeah, I like Triss. So, another weird, <laughs> another place where we vary. So, with, with the Triss ending... Or, I I'm sorry, I went with Yennefer. You did? Yes. I thought you were a Triss No, fan. I ended up going with Yennefer. I always get the two names mixed up. Okay. Yeah, Yennefer is the ending I didn't I did. like Yennefer, really, that I much. like the dry wit, man. I yeah, it's true. Um, but I like Triss a lot, actually. So, in my playthrough, I didn't really know that you could only do one or the other, because he's a witcher. He's, yeah. you know, sterile anyway. Who cares? But, so... <laughs> But he says with a beet red face right now, folks. <laughs> um, it's probably getting redder by the minute. Even though that is the case, so you, you come across Triss first. Yep. Or you have the option to to kind of pursue a relationship mm-hmm. with Triss, yep. which I do because I liked her. She was cool. She's the cool. fire, yeah. the fire sorcerer's lady. And then you had Yennefer, who is like, I don't know what her power she's your is. Former love interest. She's just she's a sorceress as well. She doesn't have anything in particular. Yeah, she's got the the dark hair. Yeah. And then, so you got those two options, and then later on down the road, before the final battle, they both come up at you and like, hey, you know, we, we've been meaning to talk to you. And, yeah. You know, we've been talking, <laughs> we've been spending too much time, one or another, but there's no time for that. We just come come over to the, the brothel over here with us. I'm like, okay. It's like, bring wine. <laughs> so you go, you get wine, you go to the room, and then they just lock you to the bed and walk away. <laughs> Nice. And Dandelion comes in the next morning and he has to let that you That never out. happened to me. It was hilarious. Wow. So, I mean, that whole time they're like, you know, like, hey, what's going to happen here? And then there's like, did you really think that you'd have us both and this and that? It was See, it was great. I had a really awkward thing because I ended up, I didn't think I was romancing Triss. But I told her, you know, hey, I'm going to miss you, don't go. And that's all I said to her. I did you say to, you love her? I didn't even tell her I loved her. And then she came back, and we had a love scene, and I'm like, ooh, that escalated quickly, you know? <laughs> and then with Triss, I didn't do the very... I didn't do the first time that you can engage with... Or Yennefer. With Yennefer, I didn't do it the very first time. But mm-hmm. the second time, I went ahead and took it, because I thought, yeah, I like Yennefer. You don't really get the meter in the first game or the second game. So it's the third game, you know. Triss is a very known character if you've played the other games. Yeah. And then I stuck with Yennefer, and we talked about what we were going to do after this was all over, and next thing you know, that happened. So I, my Geralt went off. We got tired of the politics and machinations, and we went off some, I think Corvier was the land, and we went off somewhere and just lived a life of, you know, like retirement, more or less. Mm-hmm. And that was a pretty happy ending for me, because I figured, you know, Geralt's been dead and then alive again, and then finally found everyone and saved the day. He deserves some time off. Yeah. So, I mean, that makes sense on that. In mine, uh, obviously, you don't get either of them. A- after that, they don't want to talk to you, really. Nice. Because there's yeah. this scene happens before the final battle, and so you, you're on the ship getting ready to sail out there, and you're trying to talk to them, and they're like, about the other night, there's nothing to talk to you about. Ooh. And it just doesn't, they don't talk to you Ouch. at all. It was, it was, I feel bad for Geralt, but it's actually pretty funny. Um, I'm, I'm glad that, because you, you, you romanced everything with two legs in that game, so I'm kind of glad <laughs> that you got that outcome, because you were with Kira, too. In the yeah, Kira. Yeah. And I that, ended up killing Kira, so that's another branching off yeah. from that. So in mine, her and um, the the younger Witcher guy, what's his name? Oh, the... It starts with an L. The angsty one or the yeah, other one? Yeah, the angsty one, who's always like mad about being a Witcher. They, they got together? Yeah, they got together and left. Wow. That's uh, weird. I, no, I murdered Kira. <laughs> so at some point in the game, Kira 
you find out that she's conned you into going to this island and releasing this this big spell that's been keeping everything undead for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then you later on find out that she goes and looks for the exact papers that caused all, all the undead research to take place. And she's like, well, yeah, of course I was using you. I needed this information. And I'm like, well, okay, you can give me the scrolls because no one should have that information. This is horrible stuff. She's like, I'm not going to give you the scrolls. I think so. Funny story. I think I got those scrolls. And I think I ended up selling them for like a dollar to a vendor. <laughs> and she's like, "Well, you're gonna have to take them from me." And I'm like, "So be it." And we we threw down right there on the island, and she was dead. And then later on, everyone's like, "Oh, I wish Kira was here." And I'm just like, "About that." Uh, <laughs> her body's still dead on that island. <laughs> I went back and checked at some point. It was still there. Was it? Yeah. Wow. That's it persisted. That's crazy. Yeah. So I felt bad after the fact. I found out she can help you later on. Yeah, during she, other parts she'll go of the to carry more at the end of the final battle and do her part too. And then I found out that she cures that plague with the information she found. Yeah. But she was incredibly suspicious when I first met up with her, especially if she she, she drugged me. Okay, you don't drug a witcher and then expect to get away with it. So anyway, that was that was a big decision I ended up regretting after I read on later that she does good things. Yeah. So she. She can do three things. Obviously, kill her. Yeah. Or if what I did was you can confront her, and then she'll give you the information, and then she goes to care more and waits for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she leaves with other Witcher oh, guy. I can't remember what his name is. Lambert? Lambert, that's it, yeah. I want to say Lancelot. That's obviously not right. No, Lambert's Lambert. right. Yep. So she leaves with Lambert, and then the third option would be if, she, if you let her keep the documents, then she cures the plague. Mm-hmm. So... Another another branching option there with the different card choices, which was interesting. And I, and I liked the, that they have all these branching choices. Or how about Priscilla and Dandelion? An ending that was going to be so happy, and then Priscilla got, like, the, the acid, or it was cut up, and they ruined her voice and her face. And do what? you remember that? You no. don't remember that? That did not happen on my game. How did that not happen on your game? Oh, wait, yeah, it did. Yeah. The, the, the hunter guy. Yeah. Yeah, the guy, the... Was it you were getting ready to go to the... Yeah, the vampire. the vampire. You were getting ready to go to the big opening of the brothel that Dandelion's going to have, right? Mm-hmm. And... Cabaret. Cabaret, yes. And then Priscilla gets, like, mugged and tortured and almost, like, put within an inch of her life. Yeah. And, I mean, she was this major character there for a while that... Mm-hmm. Was had a beautiful singing moment, like that that song that she sang. Mm-hmm. Like I was sitting there, like genuinely moved. Like it was a, a reflection of the story up to that point. Mm-hmm. You know, looking for your daughter, Siri. Yeah. And it was just like, wow. And obviously, and then they throw her under the train tracks. Yeah. <laughs> Another great scene about that game with her is when you make the play. Like, oh yeah, you were going to work together to make this play, and, and she's then she like, writes it herself. Yeah, she just writes much. all herself, yeah. and like, um, I don't know uh, this that. <laughs> That's a horrible idea. Okay, well then. <laughs> so, but that was really funny. Um, but yeah, she, at least her and Dandelion are together, but she can talk yep. at, the, at the end. She just probably can't sing anytime soon. Yeah. And then... Um, just very tragic. Yeah. The uh, Zoltan, I think his name Zoltan. was? Yep, the dwarf. And he just kind of hangs around with Dandelion, I think, from then point yeah, out, that's too. that's kind of what he did in the other games, too. And then you also have the choice of... Um, joining with the, was it the antagonist of Witcher 2? Um, oh, uh, Leto. Was that his name that you've... Letho, or I think it's Letho. Or Leto or Letho. Um, Letho, yeah. Letho. So he's he's the one, like, in Witcher 2, he was the, the antagonist. And you could have killed him. Yeah. Yep. So in this game, he shows up at one point, and you help him, you know, defeat some people, and he comes back and he, he's and with you. And helps you later on, yeah. So Letho, you can kill. 
into. And he is more of a, a pawn in the Emperor of Emerus's plans than he is the antagonist. I mean, you think he's the antagonist. You think he's the bad guy. You literally find out later on he's... You're both being used. You're right? both being used, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, The Witcher 2 is a great story, if you, even if it is kind of on, on tracks, so to speak. It doesn't let you explore too much. The story is pretty amazing mm-hmm. and leads really well in the three. But yeah, Letho is a character you sort of love to hate. He's They make him look very evil, but he's actually kind of got like a nice little heart of gold to him. Yeah. And then the other people that could come to care more and that could die uh, were the people in the caves. I can't remember their name, but it was the... A, a guy and a woman that would come to care more at the end and age you. I don't remember that. Uh, they were they were blue and they were in the caves. Hmm. Can't remember what their names were, but they would come and help you as well. Hmm. I don't remember that. What were their names? Maybe they weren't there for me. Maybe you killed them. I uh, probably not. <laughs> so, but. Uh, I had everybody that I could have at Kaer Morhen for the final battle, even though when I went to the king or the emperor, he wouldn't he send anybody. He always says no. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't send anybody. Um, and then I went to the leader of Skellige, and she said she couldn't send any She couldn't send any troops because she has to focus on the yeah. war coming. But she's like, and you're like, okay, I understand. But she sends along and, yeah. Helmir or whatever his name is. And she's Hallmark. like, well, you're not going to leave empty-handed. Yeah. My best warrior is going to go with you. So he's with you. Although he's like... Barely helps. In the, yeah, he's just like, yeah. Eh. The battle itself is really not too hard, even right. with all the help. Right. So, you know, we're approaching an hour in discussing this. Yeah. And I played it for 124 hours, you played it for nearly 90, and we've barely just scratched the surface of a lot of the stuff that you could talk about with this game. The side quests, so good. The contracts, yep. really good. There's some, really, some good. really cool contracts with some good stories. You have the option to kill monsters that are more sentient or let them go, mm-hmm. um, which comes to play later on in another, I don't know if it was a contract or just a mission that pops up later, where you have all these three, like a werewolf, uh, a godling, and a doppelganger kind of trap you, mm-hmm. and then you have the choice of kind of talking your way through it and going through, I let this person go, I let this person go. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if if there's a reason, I let them go. Mm-hmm. So Or you could just kill everybody willy-nilly and get your credits. Yeah. So. I usually talked it through. Yeah, I did too. Like the dialogue choices were really compelling. Yep. So and it made you want to go through them. And they weren't too bad in terms of like you think you're going to say something, making one selection, and then the character says something totally different. That mm-hmm. was another big issue I always had with Mass Effect, where it's Some like, okay, I'm good with it. And then he's like, well, screw you. You're like, well, I'm like, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, didn't intend that. You know, Inquisition was really bad about that, for example. Yeah. And then so, with all the the aspects of this game, this. Upon completion, I rank in my top five or ten games easily of yep. of all games. Best game I've played in years. Yep, easily. My game of the year so far, and I've I've played Batman maybe for like four or five hours so far at this point, which a lot of people say, like, oh, that's my game of the year. I don't think so. Yeah, it's still better. Witcher's still better. I've played and beat Batman Arkham Asylum. It is a great game, but it's nothing compared to Witcher. Even if you're not in the fantasy, you're going to enjoy Witcher. Yeah, I mean, just the combat mechanics alone are really good, um, and all the the different elements, the storytelling, just the plot yeah. drives and keeps you going, makes you want to go back and keep playing and keep playing and thinking about it. And they're giving you free content, folks. Yeah, support a developer that's giving you free content. Exactly. Look and at a game like Batman, where it's a forty dollars season pass just to get. And they're advertising it on the title screen of the game, like forty dollars. Exactly. I mean, support people who are going to give you good free stuff. I mean, half the DLC that already pre-shipped with Batman 
is pretty bad. Like the Harley Quinn stuff, they say is horrible. I haven't it's not played that good yet. at all. Yeah. So support them. Give them your money. They just in the game. I mean, if so, I always look at a game and say, if I get a dollar an hour mm-hmm. of entertainment out of this, it's good. Mm-hmm. Now I bought Witcher for thirty five dollars, and I got like eighty six, eighty nine hours out of it. I mean, that's pretty awesome in terms of. Your, your money spent per hour of entertainment. And the CD Projekt Red is also behind uh, GOG.com, right? Yep. So if you bought it from GOG.com a while back at least, you could get like all the Witcher games together for yep. like 50 bucks. Yeah. Something like that. Super cheap. So like if you want to support your developer, like double support them. Go to GOG.com, buy it from there. Yeah. Uh, if you're playing on PC, if you're playing on Xbox One or whatever, you know, whatever. But And Witcher 2 still holds up well graphically these days. So I'd recommend Witcher 2. Witcher 3 is a bit of a stretch. It uses the old Neverwinter Nights engine. You mean Witcher 1? Witcher, what did I say? Witcher 3? Yeah. And yeah, Witcher 1 uses the old Neverwinter Nights engine that's modified. It's really kind of a rough game to play. It's not anything like 2 or 3. But I would definitely recommend 2. Although 2 is going to feel a little stilted if you played 3 first. So if you can stomach 2, definitely play 2 first because... It'll give you an entire backstory that you'll understand ready for three. Yeah. And, but how, how long to beat two, would you say? Mm, 30, 40-ish hours. So that's not bad. Yeah. Um, but definitely, you know, you say if you think a game is worth it, if it's worth a dollar an hour. I think the dollar an hour, yeah, that has that comes to play. But the storyline, the amount of time that I think it's worth it to actually spend playing it, that speaks volumes more than me. Yeah. I spent 124 hours in this game so far, and I'm, I'll, I'll go back. Yeah, I'll definitely more. go back in probably a year and start another playthrough. Although well, they'll have the DLC because there's yep. two uh, two new storyline DLCs which you have to pay for, which is yeah. fine. Twenty five bucks for two pieces of content, fifteen hours and twenty five hours on the two pieces. I mean, for which me, is it'll a deal be... considering the game that you already have is hundred dollars plus. Right. So. I mean, a lot of people joke with another popular game right now is Destiny. Oh that, yeah. You know, there's more. Uh, story content in one side quest of yeah. Witcher 3 than there is in the entire game yeah. of Destiny, which Alex isn't here to defend Destiny, so we have to go ahead and bring that up. But, you know, I've really enjoyed this conversation. This game is amazing. If you have any other comments that you want to, you know, bring, dear listener, feel free to give us a tweet. I am at Sith Nightmare on Twitter. S-I-T-H-K-N-I-G-H-T-M-A-R-E. And I am at J-M Han. It's H-A-H-N-J-M-H-A-H-N underscore, because some other dude already has the normal non-underscored version of Jared. Yeah. But, um, yeah, at J-M Han underscore, and let me know what you think. Yeah, this game uh, is spectacular. Um, This concludes our spoiler chat Mm -hmm. now. So we thank you for listening to this episode. You can reach the podcast on Twitter at EntertainingPod, and you can send us an email, that's entertaining at gmail.com. We thank you for listening, and we hope that you have been spoiled. Good night, denizens of the internet.